This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Came up in conversation this week with my Talmudim in the yeshiva about ribis. And most people are not so familiar that ribis comes in a lot of different forms besides for just interest. There's another whole category called ribis devarim. Ribbis Devar means that I use my words to give you extra payment in lieu of the loan. The Gemara in Bamitzia talks about this prohibition called Ribbis Devarim. The Gemara learns it from a Pasik. It says in the Pasik called Dover Ashayishach, anything that bites. So the Gemara says, Afilu Devarim. There's a prohibition of Ribbis Devarim. Ribbis Devarim means that when you lend me money, so I give you something back words wise that might not have an actual dollars and cents value. We always think of ribis as you borrowed, I borrowed from you, you lent me, and I'm paying you back more than you lent me. But the Gemara says, no, included in ribis is what we call ribis devarim. And it sounds like from the Gemara it would be, a, it would be an Issa Reisis, learned that from a Pasuk. However, most parties can point out it's only an Issa Rabbanan. But we like to keep assuming the Rabbanan. So the question that came up is saying thank you when someone lends you money, is that included in ribis devarim? That sounds almost un- unheard of to think that a guy's going to lend you money, you're not even going to say thank you to the guy. The guy just lent you money, helped you buy something expensive, a big purchase, and you don't have the decency to say thank you to him. It might not be a question of decency. It might be usher to say thank you to him because it's a prohibition of ribbis devar. So there's definitely cases in Shulchan Aruch. For example, if you look at Simon Kuf Samach, and Hilchus Ribbis, the Mechaber talks about the following scenario. It's also in the Gemara Bamatziyah. Let's say you have a guy <coughs> who you borrowed money from, and you normally don't say hello to him. You don't say good morning to him. You don't ask him how he's doing. So the Shulchan Aruch says you're not allowed to ask him how he's doing while he loaned you the money. That's, that's called Ribbis Devarim. I never asked him how he's doing until now. And also now I'm going to ask him how he's doing because he lent me money. That's included in Ribbis Devarim, which is a fascinating thing. You never knew this guy till now. Now you know him because he lent you money. And now you're not allowed to say good morning to him. Shulchan Aruch writes, If you weren't accustomed to saying to him before you met, before the loan, you never said to him good morning. You never greeted him. You ignored him. You maybe didn't even know him. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins and then you're not allowed to say to him because that would be included in Ribas Devar. Shulchan Aruch has another case. He talks about a case. Let's say someone, bar, let's say someone lends you money. And then you want to start a chavusha shaf. So you turn to him and say, no, let's start learning together. Shulchan Aruch says, that's also. It's Ribbis Devarim. We never learned together before. You never stopped me ever. We never had anything to do with each other. Also, now you want to learn together. That's also included in the Ribbis Devarim. But with Ribbis Devarim, it's important to know the Shulchan Aruch says it's only as long as the loan is still out there. Meaning you borrowed money and it's going to take you three years to pay it back. So for those three years, no saying hello to him, no saying good job to him, no chavusas with him, no anything. The moment you pay up the loan, you're done, you're finished. Once you pay up the loan, the Isra of Ribbis Devarim no longer applies. But again, sometimes it can take months and years to pay up a loan. So for those months and years, you have to be very careful around this fellow. Now the truth is the police can talk about even a bigger situation that comes up. is Let's say, for example, you're a gabai and you got to give out kibudim in the shul. So while you look around the room, you say to yourself, okay, who am I giving shlishi to? Shabnu, the guy who gave me money, I'm going to give shlishi to. The guy who, who lent me money, he's going to get shlishi this week. So the place can tumble about this very seriously, that that might be a violation of Ribbis Devar. And it's worse than typical Ribbis Devar because it's Bifahesia. It's in front of the whole shul. It's in front of the whole community. So the place can point out that this can be a serious problem when giving it aliyahs or kibudim to people that you normally wouldn't have. Meaning if you have a rotation, like in our shul, we have a rotation. We only have a certain amount of people every Shabbos. So we have a rotation. But let's, for example, you have a very big shul 
shul. There's no rotation. The guy picks it at a whim. And Punk, he decides this week he's giving this guy shlishi. Punk, this week this guy lent him money. That would be a problem of ribbis devar. So it has to be something that's not, uh, has to be not part of the regular schedule. If there's a schedule every Monday he gets and every Tuesday, every Thursday he gets, then it wouldn't be a problem. <clears throat> so the big question comes up is what about saying thank you? Guy lends you money. Gives you a significant amount of money, and I'm going to say thank you at the time of the loan. Would that constitute Rebbe's drum? So there's a famous story they say over. There's different versions of the story. The story is true at least with Rebbe Yerucham Levavitz. Who the person was is up for debate. The way I heard the story, it was Rebbe Schwab. But the way the story goes is that they used to borrow money from Rebbe Yerucham at the end of every Zman to go back to their country, wherever they lived. So I'm sure I've lived in Germany, so Mir was in Poland. So he had to borrow money to get the boat back home. So they'd come to the Mashkir before the end of his man, and they'd borrow the money. When they'd come home, they'd bring the money back. So when he went to borrow money from Ebiruchim, so he said thank you to Ebiruchim for lending him the money. And Ebiruchim got very mad at him. You're not allowed to say thank you. So he knows Devar. It's Ribbis Devar. So he apologized. And then he comes back after vacation. He brings the money back. And next time he needs to borrow money again. And he doesn't say a word to Rebbe Rucham. And Rebbe Rucham yells at him. He says, how you talking? You're not going to say thank you to someone who lent you money? So he turns to him and says, well, I can't win. What do you want me to do? I get yelled at if I do, I get yelled at if I don't. So the way the story goes, Rebbe Rucham told him, no, the Pshar is you're supposed to try to show that you want to be Makir Toiv without actually being Makir Toiv. That's the way the story goes. Now the cash on the story really is, is why is the Vaita not Rebbe's Dvarm? If I'm expressing through action of my body, it might be the same thing as words. But that's the way the story goes. So they asked Rebbe Chaim Graneman, they said, maybe what you should say is you should tell the guy who lends you money, say to him, I would love to thank you, but I'm not allowed to. Should you do that? So Chaim Graneman passed, no, don't do that either. That's also not the right thing to do. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to just ignore a guy. The guy just lent you $10,000, $15,000, $20,000, you just walk away. So, Rav Shalom Izzaman Orbech has two truths about this, but he has of the opinion that it's mutter to say thank you, because thank you is a basic, simple greeting. It's not ribbis dvarm. Ribbis dvarm is when I go on and on. If I'd go on and start giving you brachas, you see sometimes here when you give the stock to the collectors, they give you a long drush, they give you brachas, and they go on and on. That you can't do. Uh-huh. That you can't do if the guy lent you money. If the guy lends you money, then you start going on and on. How amazing is that? That might be a shayla of ribbis dvarm. But if you just say a simple thank you, that's the typical normal way of people greeting each other. That, according to many poiskim, would be mutter. Now, Ramayish has a tshuva, and he goes, Moshe, Yerdeya, Chelik Avsam, and Pei. He talks about a Shiloh was a guy borrowed money to print the Sefer. And the person he borrowed the money from, he wants to know, can he put his name in the Sefer as a thank you? I want to thank Pliny who lent me X amount of money to, to, to print the Sefer. And Ramesha says, no, you cannot do that. Ramesha, that's included in Ribbis Devarim. That will be included in extra praise for this fellow. So Ramesha writes in the Tshuva, just write that Hashem shall bless him. Because it's true, Hashem shall bless anyone who lends people money. Hashem shall bless them. So you see that Ramayusha was talking very much, but he thought that putting him in the safer would be ready counsel to Ribbis Devar. So that's for sure a problem. If a guy lends you money, then you go on and on about how great he is, how amazing he is, and those kids have such nachas, you give him all, all these language rushes, that definitely can, that can, can be a problem of Ribbis Devar. But the accepted approach, I think, today is that we just say a very simple thank you, and we move on. But you got to be careful what you say to him throughout the, the duration of the loan. As long as the loan is not paid up, you've got to be careful how you act to him because you might be in a violation of ribbis devar. Now, there's another type of ribbis, which also I don't know how many people are familiar with. It's, it's called ribbis mukdemis and ribbis mu'ucheres. Ribbis mukdemis means, let's say you anticipate you want to borrow money from someone. So you don't just walk over to him and borrow money. So you send him a gift. You send him two weeks before you can ask him for a loan. You send him a present. Here's a bottle of wine. Why? To create camaraderie. And then in two weeks from now, you're going to ask him for uh, a loan. Or what's called ribbis mu'cheres. Let's say what happens is someone lent you money, and you paid him back. You're finished. 
And then after the loan is paid up, you want to give him a thank you. You know, uh, you know an, uh, an acknowledging what he did for you. So it sounds very nice, but it's a shail of ribis mu'cheres. We pass in the ribis mu'cheres and ribis mu'demes is awesome in the Rabbanon. It's what we call avak ribis. Now avak ribis is interesting. You don't have to give back avak ribis. So let's say, for example, someone lent, let's say you lend someone money, and a week after you pay up the loan, he uh, gives you a bottle of wine. And he writes, this bottle of wine is in lieu of the loan that you gave me. That's also, that's 100% also. That is ribis, avak ribis. You can keep the bottle of wine. You don't have to give it back. If it would be real ribis, there, rice, you'd have to give it back. But being avak ribis, shukhnar, paskas, avak ribis, you don't have to give back. So how do you get around these problems? Maisi, you feel very grateful. The guy lent you a lot of money. He finally paid him up. You want to acknowledge the fact that he lent you money because today people are not so quick to lend money. Because you have to remember, when they're lending you money, it means they're not making any money on this money. Right? They're lending it to you because you're a Jew. They're not making any interest. So they're doing talk. It's a big chesed they're doing. It is a big deal to give someone a loan today when they could be investing that in something else. So the guy plopped down a lot of money for you. So you feel. So we just quetched that. You could barely say thank you to the guy. So we justified that you could say thank you to him. So some even say you could say thank you when you pay up the loan. Because that the shasa piroi is almost as if the end, it's already like the loan is over. So when you pay up, you can say thank you. So we justify saying thank you. But you want to send the guy a bottle of wine, you know, a bottle of schnapps, you know, a gift card. You want to send him whatever it is. So you tell me now you can't even do that much. So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, the rules are very simple. If you write explicitly, this is in lieu of the loan, it's us. So don't do that. Don't write, uh, this bottle of wine is in lieu of the loan you gave me. That would become us and that would be a problem. So the etzah would be is... To don't write him a first. Just write, thank you, here's a bottle of wine, and he'll figure out, and you'll figure out, we're all on the same page, we all understand what's going on over here. But if you write Mefurish, <coughs> if you write Mefurish that this is in lieu of the loan, that will be considered ribis mucheris, and that would be us. However, some place can write that if it's Mufligzman, let's say, for example, it's a significant amount of time from when the loan was paid up. So let's say I, I, I lent you money in the beginning of the year. Six months later, you pay me back. And then six months later, I send you a gift in lieu, so that might be mutter. It's not clear how to constitute muflug, how much time needs to pass, how many days from the time of the paying back of the chayf, of the debt. So Lamaisa, the best thing would be is if you very much want to send a gift to someone in lieu of a loan that they gave you, make sure, A, you paid up the loan already, that's done. And then just don't say, don't write, this is in lieu. Just say, thank you, in appreciation. Maybe don't use the words that, just be very vague. Don't write that it's in lieu of that. The problem is, Mepharshim points out, if you send a very, very expensive present, which you never send in a million years, that's automatically in lieu of the loan. So then even if you didn't say it, it's the same thing as saying it. So if you send a very expensive gift, it's hard to know what's considered expensive. If you spend the guy a $500 bottle of schnapps, that might be too much. You send him a $50 bottle of wine or a candy platter or whatever, a sushi platter, that might not be so crazy because people do send that to each other in other uh, scenarios. So... It's a big problem. That's a very big issue. That's correct. That you should, you should, donations, not for lending. Depends on the scenario. He, he's talking about a case where they are. Sometimes the yeshivas need to borrow money. They're not. They're not. That's a, that's what the place can talk about. Scenarios where yeshiva is going to borrow money from a certain guy. Then at the dinner, they're going to go on and about how great he is. They're going to talk about how amazing he is. That lechayr should be a significant problem. That should be ribbis devar. That would be a problem. The place can talk about these types of scenarios. So just these are some of the things. You know, people think ribbis only when you're dealing with big money and you have a you know, company. Ribbis happens all the time between two people. You know, we don't even realize sometimes. You know, when you shiv all the time, we borrow dollars from each other, you know, little things like that. Who, which guy didn't say thank you to a guy who lent him a dollar? But it could potentially create some serious halachic questions. So you just have to be aware of as long as the loan is out, you have to be much more careful what you say to him. If it's a loan, it could be the same problem. 
if it's in a loan, depending how you structure it. But yeah, so in Achanami, these are some serious issues. Again, there is Suri Durabonah. Now, of course, we take a Suri Durabonah seriously. They're not Ribbis de Raisa, but we should be careful. Just be aware of if we're lending money. As Shakespeare said, never a borrower or a lender that I should be, you'll be okay. So I don't have to worry. If you're not borrowing, you're not lending, you're safe. But today, there are people who lend each other money. Baruch Hashem, people help each other out. And the lender, more the borrower, has to know what he's allowed to and what he's not allowed to say to the borrower. And he has to be careful not to, uh, to violate any of these. Isure Dirabon.